Well, welcome to another episode of the Iwana Club's podcast. Uh, we are so glad you're here. It is my distinct privilege to do something new. We're gonna celebrate. This, this episode is all about celebration. Uh, we are so glad you joined us. Stick around, we'll be right back. Research is clear. Parents hold the most significant influence in a child's development. That's why Awana developed TalkAbout. TalkAbout delivers child discipleship through simple discussions and family fun, forming lasting faith, one conversation at a time. With your family's monthly subscription, you'll receive an email each week containing your TalkAbout bundle, including guided conversations through suggested scripture passages, which allow families to engage in the Bible and answer big questions with the truth of God's word. You'll also get fun, hands-on activities to take the guesswork out of child discipleship. Kids will color, create, sing, and share, and kids will remember and reinforce what they've learned throughout the week. It's the everyday moments of life that can become moments that make an eternal difference. These are the moments Talk About was created for. Bring the gospel home and help your kids form lasting faith, one conversation at a time. Try one month of Talk About for free with this special promo code exclusive for our podcast listeners, CLUB. That's one month of Talk About for free with the promo code CLUB. Get started today at TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. All right, welcome back. We're glad again that you guys joined us. As, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, this episode is all about celebration. Uh, this is our season finale of our inaugural season of this Awana Clubs podcast. Um, and so we're doing something a little different. Um, first of all, I'm doing this, which is weird. Um, I'm technically the executive producer, which we're still not even sure what I'm supposed to do as an executive producer of this thing, but they've given me the mic. So I get the opportunity to interview some folks that you guys are probably really familiar with at this point. We have four of our hosts from this season that are joining us as guests today um, to talk all about celebration. So um, I'd like to introduce them first. Um, and let them introduce themselves in a, in a short, short way. So we'll start with the ladies and, and Andrea, no offense, but I'm going to go with my favorite because she is my favorite. And it's our 25th wedding anniversary today. So tell us who you are um, about your ministry and, and maybe how you got introduced to Awana. I don't know if I, I even know that about most of you. So Linnea, you're first. So take it away. My name is Linnea Sandval, and Tim and I are missionaries. We live in San Diego, but we served um, Southern California and New Mexico and a, one town in um, Texas as well. Um, we love our ministry. We love what we get to do working with leaders and kids um, and just seeing the next generation grow up to be the leaders of the church. Um, how I got introduced to Awana, I was introduced to Awana in college in a negative way. And then I met Tim um, and I was able to see the, the impact that Awana can have on kids. And in curriculum writing, I get to see all of the, um, the things that are out there currently. And Awana really is one of the best things out there. So um, that's how I got introduced to Awana. Fantastic. Andrea, you're next. 
Well, I'm Andrea Perkins. I'm the Iwana missionary to the heart of Texas. So I live in Waco, Texas, which is the jewel in the buckle of the Bible Belt. And uh, I get to serve 51 counties, big old chunk in the middle that does not approach any of the edges of Texas because it is so large. Um, but my introduction to Awana was I was actually invited by a Sparks director um, to attend Awana when I was five. So I had the great fortune to grow up in the program um, and then now to, to work for it, pay that forward and make sure kids keep hearing about Jesus. Scott, how about you? Yeah, thanks, Tim. Uh, Scott Connor here, Awana, Northern Michigan, where we still have snow on the ground up here and uh, serve churches up here in Michigan and uh, definitely doing it freezing. Uh, I was introduced uh, to Awana, actually, much like Andrea, um, saved in Awana 1984 on November 11th. I was a Sparky at the time, and I heard the clear gospel message through this incredible ministry of Awana, and it is a privilege now to serve as an Awana missionary. Awesome. Hunter? Yeah, Hunter Williams. I serve as the Awana missionary for Central and Southeast Tennessee, and um, the story of how we came to Awana is just amazing because I came to Christ through Awana. Um, it's a long story short. My dad was a country singer. Uh, we weren't going to church and he almost died to alcohol poisoning. And those events led us to start going to church. It was like a wake up call. And one of the church we visited, they had an Awana ministry and I came to Christ through Sparks and uh, went through Awana all the way through high school. I uh, went to Moody Bible Institute for college, and my dream was to be a church planter and pastor, which I was for a short time, but through a lot of crazy events, God led me back to Awana. So it's so neat now to go full circle where um, the ministry I came to Christ through is now the ministry that I'm helping lead children to Christ in. And it's just, it's amazing to be a part of this. I was telling someone the other day, this is the most joy I've ever had in a ministry um, serving in. So, so glad to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love the fact that four of the five of us are actually products of, of this ministry. Um, and we're blessed as, as kids to be, yeah, raised in this ministry. And what, a, what an awesome thing. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so as we talked about, we're going to talk about celebration and, and everything um, we, can, we can think of um, around celebration in, in our Awana clubs and, and the importance of that. And I'd love um, to actually start this um, kind of taking you, you guys back. Um, and so maybe the, the three of you guys can maybe think back to when you were you were clubbers yourself um, and what that celebration meant to you as, as a kid um, and as a clubber. What did that mean? Maybe maybe there was a specific year that that was better than another or, or um, something something that stood out um, in, in one of those celebrations that, that just really impacted you um, or, or made a made an impression that, that you've now remembered in the past. So anybody have a story like that, that they could share? I mean, I think I'll go. It's a little, it's a little exposing maybe, <laughs> but uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, I had a nemesis in Sparks, right? Like I had, I had a rival, um, you know, another little girl who also loved her, her patches and pins and her vest was as bedazzled as mine um, by the end of each Sparks year. Um, but at the end of the year, it ultimately came down to her and I for the clubber of the year. You know, it's 1987. And, <laughs> you know, this seems like it means a lot. Um, 
And, you know, I won, which was great. Um, but her sister actually came up to me and told me that she was happy that I won because she didn't want her sister to win because they had sibling rivalry that was worse than our rivalry. And I felt the Holy Spirit just be like, you need to talk to this girl. And so I explained to her that my award, which on the inside, I was really proud of myself about, um, didn't matter as much as the fact that all of us, her, her sister, and I had all learned a lot about God's word and that he was going to help us, her and her sister and I be more like him the longer we followed him. Because at this point, we're all new six and seven year old Christians. I mean, I had just gotten saved the year before. And that was really the first time I really felt like a section of myself get shaved away by, by what the Holy Spirit was doing. And it was as I'm, I'm holding my clever of the year trophy, like beaming in, in the arrogance of, uh, of beating, um, beating my rival. Um, God gave me the, the words to say something encouraging. Um, and he's done that a thousand times since, but that award wasn't about the award, right? It sort of unlocked an opportunity for me to speak his truth about what my worth was. My worth wasn't in that clever of the year trophy. My worth was in being able to encourage my sister in Christ that day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can we just admit that the clever of the year award should just be done away with that? That thing is like the worst <laughs> thing as a club director to have to have to pick one kid for the club. So I don't know how they did it. I hated when I had to pick one kid for that award. It just killed me. So anyway, that's a whole nother story. So um, Scott or Connor, any 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 recollection memory of of your your time as a as a clubber that that just kind of stuck out to you for celebration? Yeah, we know Tim he asked that question, and my memory does not go that far back, to be honest with you. Uh, in all, in a lot of ways, and I do know though that it served in my life uh, a motivation. Right. Uh, I wanted to get that, you know, first book award in Sparky's. Right. So I worked my tail off to do that. And for me, it was actually uh, quite a bit more of a challenge. Um, when I was at that age, I was in special ed for reading. And so it was challenging for me to, to, to read those verses and to memorize those verses. And so I know that was a, certainly a challenge, but I'm so thankful today because that motivation truly pushed me to learn God's word. And the things that I do remember are those verses, right? They're there and that they've come out so many times in my life where I needed them the most. And, you know, uh, certainly God's word did not return void in my life. And so I'm so appreciative of those leaders who celebrated those verses that I was learning and however they did that. That's awesome. That's great. Hunter, any, any, any memory that you can share? Yeah, honestly, the pretty much the first award is always the one I go back to when I got my, my first sparks vest. I don't know. It's just like a symbol of, cause you know, that was, I got, uh, I came to Christ during Sparks, So that's almost like an Ebenezer for me of, a big changing point in my life. And I actually still have it. That itty bitty sparks vest um, with all the old patches and everything. And uh, anytime my mom sees it, she blubbers and cries. And, you know, so um, I just always point back to that because even though that vest is so simple, um, it serves as just this really cool monument. Uh, this was around the time when my life was completely changed and got this hunger for God's word. And so, yeah, that, that, that small sparks vest is a, a big, it's a special, special possession I have. And I, I still have it to this day. Wow. Do you, do you still try and put it on? Does it, does it still fit by, by any chance? 
Uh, no, not even close. <laughs> but it is fun to try. <laughs> um, switching gears a little bit, um, I, I'd love to come at this now from from a parent perspective, um, and I'll, I'll I'll bring my my lovely bride into this thing because we've got we've got three adult kids now that have have gone all the way through the program. So, Linnea, what is uh, as a, as a parent? What is what is the celebration from Awana? What does that mean, I guess, to you as a parent now, um, looking back and, and seeing what that has done for our kids? Well, if we're honest, the celebration is as much for the parent as the kid, because the parents are the ones taking the kid, driving the car, sitting there waiting, you know, the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> and it's just important to to see that culmination of all their effort and all your effort as a parent in an award or in an, in a um, closing ceremony or in some, in some form or way. I, I think about um, our kids now and all three of them are at different walks in their spiritual life, but we have no doubt that they know God's word. We have no doubt that they know um, who Jesus is. They know where to look in the Bible to refute or talk about different different things that may come up in their lives. Um, and that's so encouraging as a parent to see. And to see them get even just a patch um, is just a visible sign of what God is doing in the kid's heart. Because even if you may not see it in their actions all the time, you know it's there. Um, because you have proof <laughs> that they have at least memorized the verses and, and it's in their heart. Um, and like Scott said, it does come back in your mind. Um, you may not get it word perfect and it really doesn't matter, but the truth is there and that changes their lives. Right on. Um, the three of you also have, have kids, younger kids than we do. Um, you guys are right there in the middle of that with, with celebration. What, as, as you watch your kids, how, how, how are they responding to that? And, and as a parent, how do you how do you balance that that focus of the award versus the, the the spiritual growth that that comes because of what they've done to achieve that award? I, I guess I'm, I'm I'm curious how how you guys how you guys manage that, or or is it one of those things that you just go, you know what, we're just going to celebrate it with them and and trust that that the Holy Spirit on the backside is going to do do what He's doing um, in, in that, in that sense. So, yeah, I guess I would say as parents, what we celebrate shows what we value. So, you know, if kids see us going crazy at ball games or things like just cheering like crazy, but then when it comes to verses, it's like, Oh yeah, good job. You know, like that, that's showing to them value. And so, I don't know, we, we try with our kids cause they're really young. So if you hear anything in the background, that that's what's going on. But, um, <laughs> You know, every morning we, we're going over these memory verses and just making it like a, a priority and celebrating it consistently. We, we're trying to make it just a normal rhythm of life it, that scripture is just part of what we do. And it uh, doesn't mean we're always perfect at it, but um, I just always think about that in the back of my mind of what I celebrate shows what I value as a parent. And so I want to show in my enthusiasm in my actions and priorities that scripture is so valuable and it's so important to our lives. And uh, so that, that's an encouragement to parents listening. Um, even if you have kids struggling to get the awards, maybe they struggle with memory, you just celebrating right alongside them as they work on it and the small victories, that means so much to them. So uh, be their consistent cheerleader coach, um, just push them forward because they need that and it shows that it matters to them in their lives. That's such a good point, Hunter. Like 
Um, I think it's so important to really celebrate and value kids who may not be completely finishing a handbook. So, you know, my my situation, parenting situation is a little bit unusual. I um, I actually adopted um, a sixth grader during 2020. And so she didn't have the opportunity to start out in Awana as a three-year-old because, you know, she wasn't with me. But thankfully, um, our church had Awana through sixth grade at that time. And so as a sixth grader, she got to jump right into Awana with a bunch of kids that have been in it since they were three years old. And, you know, she struggled a little bit. She had never attempted to memorize a Bible verse before. And the TNT verses are substantial, right? Like the kids who are doing those verses by and large have been exercising those muscles for a number of years. And so it was really hard, but she did it in many of the sections, right? And so she got to have these small victories every single week. So I wish that we had been doing club in person art. We had been in Zoom that year because it was 2020 um, to 2021. Um, So we did our celebration online and they went out of their way to celebrate not only kids who had finished books, but also kids who had done their very best, um, but had kind of come up short on the number of verses. But like, can we say that a kid who learns 20 verses during a year is phenomenal. You know, like that's, that's amazing. I get it. Maybe there's 32 verses in your book, but you know, 20 verses you didn't know before. Right. And like God now has 20 more ways to remind you of his truth when you encounter something that that verse touches on in your daily life. So I, my, my kids, she stressed out a little bit. She's like, I know Awana's your thing and I want to finish my book. And I'm like, babe, (laughs) I want you to know these verses in your heart well enough that you know them when you're in your forties, when you're old and decrepit, like mom, I want them to still be the verses that you know, which means I want quality over quantity. And I'm not concerned about you finishing, you know, your book the very first time you attempted to be an Awana kid at 12 years old. So it was, it was definitely different, but I love that we celebrated her and her friends who also had a really hard year in 2020, amen, um, <laughs> such that everyone did not get all the way through their books. And that was just, okay, God moved, whether the ribbon came out or not. Yeah, I really like that too, Andrea, because oftentimes our kids learn at different paces. And I know that's true for my kids. Uh, my youngest is going to be moving into um, TNT now. And it's crazy to think that, you know, we have three others that are almost out of Awana and into the youth group and and moving on. But uh, it's just incredible to see, you know, just the different pace and celebrate those wins, you know, as a parent. That's what I really, we really try to emphasize on. Not putting a ton of emphasis on the, you know, the book completion, but moreover, you know, how is this impacting the life of this child? And it's been neat to see that and just uh, celebrating specifically for Jet. He hasn't gotten through the books as quickly as, you know, he would, he would like to, um, but he is working really, really hard. And that's the important thing. We, we try in our own home to also make a point to, like our church does and true discipleship, asking questions. So it's not just learning the verses, but it's actually engaging the heart of the child. That's been important to us as parents. Let's get, let's get super practical. I, um, couple, a couple questions I'd, I'd love to throw out there and you guys can just chew on them. Um, how important is it to acknowledge every child? Andrea, you, you kind of mentioned that, that, that child that 
that only does 20 verses only. Um, we, we joke about only 20 verses when how many adults probably, I mean, the average adult probably doesn't even know 20 verses. So you're right. I, I, I think we can celebrate 20. Um, but but it, it, when, when we're talking about maybe that, that, that awards night and, and you got all these big awards and then you've got a few kids that show up and they're not getting those big awards. How, how important is it, um, do you guys think it, it, it is to acknowledge every child? I, I think massive, right? It's massively important um, to do that because the parent drove the same number of miles, whether the kids said their verse every week or not, right? The leaders invested in that child, whether they were signing their sections off or not. So the discipleship benefits that came to the leaders came from that child, whether his sections got signed off or not. So all of the good things that come from a kid being present and active in an Awana club, whether the sections get signed or not, that's worth celebrating. So I think there are some, some practical ways to maybe have certificates on hand um, for non-finishers. And as you see them actually appear at your ceremony, write their name on them because you will have a number of kids, the ones who are not as engaged, who may not, if they think I'm not getting a book award, let's not even go to that. And we don't want you guys wasting a lot of supplies or things like that for kids who may not appear. Um, but yeah, make yourself a stack of those um, certificates. And as you see those families come in, write the name on them. And then that shaves down the amount of time you spend in your ceremony calling out names from certificates for kids who are not there. <laughs> so that's my that's my tip there for the non-book award kids. Have the certificates ready, write the names on all the ones you see come in and then call them intentionally, like you expected them to be there, right? If you don't have something to sort of hand them, their parents are like, why are we even here? Because you weren't getting a book award. So we wanna be able to hand them something and proclaim their usefulness to your club the same way we do any of the kids who are getting plaques or medals or trophies. This is a really small practical tip, but I know some of the most powerful uh, award ceremonies or celebrations I've seen is when leaders were able to say very specific things about each child and it showed their investment. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this because we're talking about celebration and, you know, our, our celebrations are only as strong as our definitions of success. And so we have to ask ourselves, what is success? Success is, are we making resilient child disciples? So as we look at the kids in our club, how are we seeing Jesus formed in each child specifically? You know, maybe one child, it, they really struggled to connect at first. Maybe they were loners and isolated, but then you saw them getting more plugged in and finding belonging in the club. Celebrate that at the celebration. Say, wow, Johnny has really connected here and we love seeing him be part of this family. Or maybe you had one child who, you know, they maybe didn't grow up in a Christian home and they didn't, couldn't tell you the difference between Moses and David, you know, like they didn't know anything. But then you start to see them learning bits and pieces. We'll say that, say, man, uh, he, he's grown so much in his knowledge of God. And that's so cool to see. Or even simple practices like, hey, we noticed that James is always quick to uh, encourage other kids. And we just want to say that is such a great uh, characteristic of the Holy Spirit to see in them. And so, you know, I think it comes down to what are our definitions and metrics of success, because that will determine the little things we do in celebrations that can really make them impactful. And so just kind of a simple tip out of that is share 
just simple stories or qualities about each child. Because one, it shows that you notice them, but two, it actually helps the child see and their parents, wow, there is growth happening, even though we may not always see it, but God is doing work. So uh, that'd be my simple tip. I'd, I'd love to hear Linnea's response to this only because that's just not feasible in a club our size with 400 kids um, to talk about every child. So Linnea, I'm, I'm curious what, what you would, how, how, how would you, I, I think we can all agree that it, it is important to acknowledge at least in some way, shape or form every child. Otherwise, yeah, we're, we've, we've missed out on an opportunity to, to, to really encourage that belonging as, as Hunter talked about. But, but Linnea, how do you do that in a, in a large club setting? You depend on your leaders a lot. Um, and having relationship, I think if you could boil Awana down to anything, it's in any, any, any ministry, any discipleship program, it's relationship. And those relationships are built weekly. Um, and that celebration can happen weekly. I was thinking as uh, y'all were talking about this one little boy who comes every week and he comes from a rough home situation. He doesn't ever say a section, but leaders have invested in him and take the time to sit with him while he doesn't want to engage with the other kids and just sit and play Legos with him and talk with him and get to know him and what's going on. And then talking to the parent when they pick up and just celebrate, Hey, I, I learned this about your kid or this, this great thing happened this night. I teach the TNT kids. And so I always try to pull a parent aside and say, your kid asked a great question tonight. And I can really see that God is working in their life. So I don't think celebration always has to be a huge thing. While that is great and wonderful and fun, I think it needs to happen in the little ways too, um, through conversation and that relationship building. And then in the big, big space, it's just create a party atmosphere, I think, to almost a, you know, a carnival kind of atmosphere, have ice cream and have um, games and have kids just come and tell, like, I forget who it was, said, have them come even if they haven't earned an award, because this is celebrating everything that happened all year, not just celebrating the big awards that we're handing out. Another practical question. Um, what have you guys seen, once again, focusing on end of the year celebration, what have you guys seen maybe that was different or just something that really worked well, that, that really celebrated our ministry focus and something that, that just kind of stood out to you that you were like, wow, that is fantastic. Would love to hear some of those, whether big, small church, doesn't matter. Just something that really kind of stood out to you guys as, as you guys have seen celebrations done. So I, I had a church down toward Austin that um, I really thought incorporated kind of the, the mission of Awana pretty well. Their um, end of year celebration was almost like a, almost a ceremony for the parents and leaders because they had a few youth who basically shepherded a lot of the clubbers into doing most of the things for the ceremony. So they had like ushers with the families in that were like eight-year-olds, you know, in their uniforms. Um, they had kids who were um, sort of nominated, I guess, to uh, do samples of verses that each age group had learned. So they got to show off a little bit for parents um, to see like what kinds of things the kids were learning. Um, they had kids who were giving flowers to each of the leaders, celebrating the leaders. What's interesting about this club too, though, is that those leaders move up with their kids every year. So they start, their club goes through high school and they start in cubbies 
and they stay with that same age year of kids. I mean, kids come in and out, of course, but there are some children who literally have the same set of six or seven liters um, for the course of their their Awana time. And then, and then they just start back over. There are ones there who've been serving for 30 years who've like made a couple of cycles through the grades, but I loved that focus for the end of year celebration um, where they were celebrating the parents and the leaders at least as much as the kids um, by having them actually serve. You know, they were pouring the cups. It was a mess, but there, there was punch at the back. And, you know, it was uh, it was a great effort. Yeah, I've seen a, a church do like a carnival event where they actually bring in a lot of carnival games and it becomes like a family event after the award ceremony. And that's proven to be pretty successful. I saw one church actually put together a cake and it had all of the kids' names written in the cake. That was really special. So the kid was like, I want my slice. You know, they want their name. Now, Tim, that might be hard in your church with 600 kids, right? <laughs> but uh, just kind of a, a fun way to celebrate and make it, you know, really individualistic and particular, you know, particular for that child that was really, really special. One thing that I've noticed churches, some churches doing really, really well with is using this as an opportunity as well to share the gospel with the family. Uh, many of our churches have about 50-50, 50% are from that church, 50% are uh, coming from uh, the community and where they might not have that support in, at home. And uh, this allows an opportunity for the family to come in and the, the mom and the dad to hear a clear gospel, gospel message. Uh, that's an incredible thing to consider as you're thinking about your, your celebration cer- ceremony to add that in there and allow that as an opportunity to en- engage uh, the whole family in the gospel. Yeah, one thing I've seen that is really cool is uh, I've seen some churches where maybe they had been raising money throughout the year, like quarters here, dimes there. They're raising money for mission efforts uh, overseas for Awana clubs. And so at the end year celebration, they got to say, this is this Awana club we got to help start in Africa or some other place. I know one church, what they do, and it's so fun uh, because they break up their teams, red, blue, green, and yellow. And throughout the year, they do like can drives and service projects. And each team is able to say, how much they've been able to serve the community. We gave away this much food this year. We were able to serve in this way. And what's neat about those, those two examples of you know the, the missions efforts or the service projects is the kids get to celebrate something that's beyond themselves. Because it's easy in our culture that celebration is always surrounded. It's, it already surrounds the self, like what I've done, what I've accomplished. Um, but it is it is cool to see in these types of celebrations. Now we're celebrating something beyond us. Even though God worked through us, it was God's work in other areas. And so uh, I think that's kind of a, a neat spin you can put on celebrations is ways you've seen God at work just beyond the immediate of club. Saying amen to everything everyone's already said. Um, I, one other thing I've seen is churches that do dinner as part of their celebration because then parents don't have to stress about feeding their children and you'll get more parents, couple, you know, dad and mom there and inviting the grandparents and all that. Dinner's a great way to get people there. Another thing we've seen is a, a slideshow that includes every kid, their face individually, but then activities that they've done throughout the year. They get to see the pictures and remember and show the parents, remember that, that was fun and look what I did. And, and then the last thing that I think is a, a great idea if you've got older kids, journey students, if you have kids getting their citation, giving them an opportunity to give a little testimony of how Awana's impacted their life or maybe just how Jesus 
how their relationship with God has and Jesus has grown through Awana and through their experience throughout the years. I had a, I'll, I'll share a story. I, I had one church that they just, they'd had a very successful year with clubbers coming to Christ. And, and so they decided as, as part of their celebration award night, they were going to do a, a baptism um, with those kids that wanted to be baptized. And so they got the senior pastor involved as part of their award night. They baptized, I don't even remember, five kids maybe. Um, but it was just, it was such a cool thing. While there was such a focus on the awards and, and that kind of stuff, but right in the middle of this thing, it was like, hey, you know what, that stuff's good, but let's just be honest, that stuff's all going to burn away. And what really matters and, and what the heart of this ministry is sharing Jesus. And so those kids got to, got to minister to their families directly in, in this baptism service um, right in the middle of this award ceremony. And I was just like, what a great idea. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that goes with that, but but what a what a great opportunity to just highlight the the intentionality of of what our ministry is really about. While we love the awards, if if that's all we're focused on, we're, we've just missed we, we've missed out on on that opportunity of of what we're truly doing there. And that was just a, a great intentional focus that that I thought was was just a fantastic thing. So as we're wrapping up. I'd love to hear just as 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 you're thinking about maybe those leaders in in your areas and and whatnot um, that that might come to you and just be like, hey, we want to do this, we, we but we want to do it better. We want to we want to we want to change it up where where it's I don't know maybe maybe it's more honoring to God or or whatever. What what would be some advice that you guys would give to those churches? Maybe it's maybe it's attitude, maybe it's intentionality or or, or something else. Maybe just something that you guys would would tell our leaders that and, and listeners that are are just kind of going, you know, it's it, it just seems. I mean, it's great, but it's it's all about the awards, and and we want to we want to honor God more. What what would what would maybe be a suggestion that you would give them? So I actually actually dealt with this really recently. So I have a favorite thing that I just recently got to um, tell a church about this. Um, a lot of our clubs, you know, are, are primarily led by teams of volunteers. There are sometimes that there may be a children's pastor or children's minister who may be running the club. Um, but I only have a few out of my my number of churches where the senior pastor is really kind of on a weekly basis, really involved in Awana. The end of year celebration is a great time to kind of bring the senior pastor into the circle so that you can bring him out on stage um, because you do have that half church, half unchurched set of parents who are finally gathered. And let's be honest, a lot of people will choose a church if there is an engaging pastor that they like the speaking of, who's willing to tell them the truth, who's willing to come to a children's event, which basically communicates your family matters to me. So if you can have sort of the actual, like the, the senior leader of your church um, speaking gospel truth and prioritizing the family for these unchurched families, that's, that's a draw really like no other. It's also kind of a secret benefit because if your pastor may not be as involved weekly with your Awana club, he's going to learn some things about the way that child discipleship is happening, you know, back in your children's wing while he may be, you know, focused on Wednesday night service or whatever. It's just benefits all around. Um, we know that, you know, it, it's not 1987 anymore. Awana's not sort of, you know, a, a shadow government <laughs> operating in the in the children's wing, not a militant appendage that 
we're looking for seamlessly integrated child discipleship that happens in the local church in the interest of building a global kingdom. And so having the leader of your church definitely in on that and, and serving that purpose, hopefully bringing in new families through your end of year celebration is, is a good thing to go after. Well, making it, making it go beyond even the, the uh, celebrating the children and their achievements, but the leaders might may, may put a good focus on you know, what God is doing and sharing those maybe God stories, those moments where they're a leader got it or, uh, you know, a testimony uh, of what God accomplished this within this year and celebrate that. That might be something to consider uh, as well as, you know, along the lines with Andrea saying, you know, connecting beyond Awana, but the other ministries of the church. I know oftentimes in your that celebration time is a great time to bridge the gap into the summer ministries like VBS and things, something to consider too, that really opens it up beyond just Awana, but what is God doing throughout the year? I think one of the biggest things that Tim and I always tell churches is if you've done something the same way for 20 years, but you don't know why you do it, it's time to ask the question why, and then just turn it upside down and, and do whatever you need to do to make it meaningful and God honoring again. And I think that's one of the biggest things we can say to churches is just encourage you to look at what you've done. And is it is it still effective and practical and working for you now? Or do you need to mix it up and shake it up and ask your leaders what they think they that you can do? Maybe even talk to the kids and ask the kids what they would like to do. They come up with some great ideas um, that we would never even think of. So I think being willing to shake it up and ask for input is great. Hunter, any last thoughts? Um, I mean, just everyone gave a lot of good ideas I was thinking of, of celebrating the leaders. Sometimes we can get so focused on just getting through all the awards, we forget, no, we need to celebrate these leaders. And even having awards for them or just gifts to let them know that their labor is not in vain, uh, that they were doing the good work of being a disciple maker. I really liked what Linnea said about the why, because if you do something and you don't have a why behind it, it can be exhausting, it can feel dry, uh, and it just loses its purpose. And so it is good year after year after those celebrations to evaluate and say, okay, when the way we're restructuring this, is it why are we doing these certain things? Why do we have this certain award that we've always given away? Or why do we have this certain format? Uh, is there something we can do that can elevate what we're trying to accomplish in resilient child discipleship? And even just having that as being your starting point for celebration can really change the function and format of how it looks, not just at the you know, award ceremony, but just in the small things throughout the year of what you celebrate. So, you know, your why is going to dictate a lot of what you celebrate and how you celebrate it throughout the year. That's good. You know, one one thing that I'm always reminded of is is as we watch different events, I mean, sporting events and and those type of things and we get so excited and and so I mean, just the just the the sheer craziness that happens when a when a team wins and especially a championship or 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 something like that and you know my encouragement to our churches is you know what treat your kids that same way be that excited about the fact that that those kids have hidden god's word in their heart 
And that's never going away. It, it, it may get cloudy. One of the, the greatest joys I see is when kids and you're, you're sharing a story or you, you bring up a Bible verse and you just see that light go on. Um, that kid knows that verse. I remember my kids doing that all the time in church. I mean, the, the pastor would start a verse and they would, they would know it. That's something to celebrate. And, and I think um, more than anything, think outside the box, how to, how to truly have fun um, with, with these kids and, and, and have a great time. So as, as we close this, this episode out, this season out, you know what? I just want to say thanks First to our, our four hosts, thank you guys for, for what you guys did this season. Um, honestly, it was it was such a blessing to, to hear from you guys, hear your wisdom and, and what God has has been able to do through you. To our leaders and listeners, an even greater thanks, quite honestly, for what you do week in and week out. This ministry does not happen without you. Those kids are not reached without you. And, and as I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have heard throughout this year from, from Awana in any number of ways, that the value that you bring as a loving, caring adult in that child's life, it's invaluable. There, there's so much good that you do week in, week out that we just, we, we can't even, we, we can't even measure that. And, and even those weeks that you walk out of there thinking, what, what just happened? Nothing. Those are the weeks probably that God intervened and did something amazing through the Holy Spirit. And, and so to you, our listeners, thank you guys for everything that you do for this ministry, for those kids. More importantly, thank you guys for investing in those kids' lives week in and week out. Keep doing it. Uh, we can't say that enough. Probably now more than ever, they need you. And, and so for that, I say thank you. We look forward to next season. We will be back with more great topics, more great things to share. Um, and we look forward to maybe even engaging with some of you folks. So God bless you guys. Have a great summer. Thanks for listening to the Awana Clubs podcast. The Awana Clubs podcast is a product of Awana Audio. All rights reserved. Your support and donations to the Awana ministry make it possible for us to partner with 62,000 churches in over 130 countries. Check out the show notes wherever you're listening for more details about what was discussed in this episode, as well as more information about today's host and their ministry. If you like this episode, you'll also like the Resilient Disciples podcast, where new episodes drop every Thursday. Our theme song is Jackpot by Made to Be from their album, You Know a Better Way. You also heard their song Throne from their album, Save Me From Myself. This podcast is executive produced by Tim Sandoval, mixed and edited by Marlon Washington, and content support is provided by me, Ross Cochran. Thank you for listening.